0: It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. So I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't
1: win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have a great thighs.
2: It's The Net Live right now. <laughs> 10
1: a.m. on a Monday, I must be at The Net Live. Welcome in, everybody. Kevin Barnett along with DJ Jeremy Roche to this episode of The Net Live. We want to welcome ASICs, 6 World Series of Beach Volleyball, and thank them for their support of this program. Of course, their huge event coming up this weekend in Long Beach. Actually, not even this weekend. Coming up this week.
2: started the same time we started. Just now. first qualifier match has begun.
1: All right. Just underway down there in Long Beach, the A6 World Series of Beach Volleyball. The World Series part, though, happening later in the week, correct? The FIVB event starting now. Correct. The World Series portion happening later in the week, along with sixes and fours. You need to get down there and register. We will have more information about that, and I'm sure it will come up in conversation. We have a great show planned for you. Hugh McCutcheon. Last heard from him back at the AVCA convention. He's now out in the California area doing some coaching. we will be headed back to Minnesota. might even be back in Minnesota today doing some coaching back there. He's all over the place. You, of course, know him as the gold medal coach for the men in 08 and the silver medal coach in 2012 with the women. We will talk to Hugh about all things volleyball, as we always do. And on the heels of the women's indoor team, indoor national team, playing a whole bunch of matches here in Southern California, including red-blue scrimmages as well as the USA Cup against Japan. We will talk to Nicole Davis. Awesome. Libero, two time Olympian, two time silver medalist. She will be kind enough to join us after her practice this morning. we we'll also be we're also looking for another guest. We will see if he responds. We'll let you know on that. Lots of things happening in the world of volleyball over the past couple of weeks, and lots of things happening this past week. Beach high performance. SmackFest World League Finals, the World Series of Beach Volleyball. I don't even know where to start, Jeremy.
2: There's a lot. Man. Sorry, I'm all on the chat board already.
1: I do not miss the days of, like, February, when we're kind of in the middle of the men's season, not too much occurring, and that's it.
2: And we have no listeners, because there's nothing happening. <laughs>
1: right, because <laughs> no one's entertained by us, so no one's tuning in. I've never tuned this past weekend to go down to SmackFest. The 20th edition of SmackFest, the XX version, if you will. So if they make it to the 30th edition, it will uh, be XXX rated.
2: Well, if you've been there.
1: It was a family program this week. Though.
2: It actually was a family it was. program.
1: It was. I, I was down there for about an hour with my kids. They were chomping at the bit because we were headed to the lake. Uh, later after that that event, they knew I had a little bit of work to do. But, boy, they were all over me. They are like, you've talked to 10
2: or 12 people. <laughs> Can we go? They're down there for five minutes. They're like, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this.
1: Yeah. Okay, boys. Settle down. My older son refusing to even wear flip-flops. He's wearing shoes on the beach. Like, way to go, Reese.
2: Comes from his uh, <laughs> indoor father's background, I would assume.
1: I have worn shoes on the beach before it's happened. But uh, great, great atmosphere for SmackFest.
2: Big turnout, I heard.
1: It was it was really cool. It's, It's all the vibe that you want from Six Man. Without the crazy hangers on. There's drinking going on. Allegedly. There's warnings about drinking going on on the beach because it is illegal here in Hermosa Beach. Have to hide it in your red cup. But. Solo red cup? Yeah, exactly. I would sing the song if I could remember all the words. Nah, it's. it's, I love my red solo cup. Not a good song. I fill you up. It's not. Something like that. And Stevie Wonder didn't sing it, so you wouldn't know. (laughs) Well. Definitely wouldn't know it if he signed it. So down there for a little while, just a really cool scene. Like I said, everything you'd want out of the player side of things Yeah, from Six Man. Everything that probably used to be before it got blown up into the monster party that it became.
2: And don't doesn't SmackFest have a little uh, uh, pro level as well? I know they've done that in the past where they had some pros play in a, in a different division. Like maybe a pro or two with some qualifiers and things. Or not qualifiers, with some other... Uh, non-pros.
1: I don't think many of the pros are available right now, given the schedule that could be that's true. out there. That that could there could be, be some pros, people that are considered ex-pros at this point. I saw Brent Berry down there. Yep. Saw quite a few...
2: He's uh, good friends with the Smack people. Bill. Yep.
1: He was playing on a on a team there with some older guys, and I saw quite a few ex-professional players, I guess, mm-hmm. ex-professional indoor players, guys who are around the, the middle of the beach tour, uh, guys out there just having a good time. Saw Bob Samuelson riding back and forth, because he had a kid playing in the High Performance
2: Beach oh, cool. Volleyball
1: event that was going on, USA Volleyball High Performance Championships happening north of the pier, SmackFest south of the pier, and then a Sea Rider tournament or some sort of other tournament that Bob's girlfriend was playing in.
2: Where did you park?
1: I parked at my uncle's house.
2: Okay. I know the Hermosa area. There's not enough parking for all those people.
1: My uncle lives on 19, so I just park up in his driveway. Perfect. Borrowed some water ski equipment for later. Perfect, and uh, and drove down there, or walked down to Smackfest with the boys.
2: Is that a drink? Water ski mention? I mean, I, I no, feel that's like, first. I feel like it should be <laughs> wa- wa- first water ski mention on the net live.
1: I actually pulled my lat water skiing this weekend because I was behind our boat, my friend's boat, which is not quite a ski boat. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a ski boat, but not a hundred percent. It's not a Mastercraft or yeah. a Super or something. Uh-huh. And so starts to drag me. I haven't slalomed in a while. But I'm holding on, holding on, holding on. Couldn't get up. On a slalom ski, second time going, going, going. I'm up, but the boat can't pull me up. Like I've got the ski in the water, I've got it planted. I'm on my way up, but the boat physically Just cannot. It doesn't have pull. enough to get you. It cannot pull me out of the water. A couple guys see this with their Mastercraft. Say, "Hey, we want you want us to give you a pull?" Like, right on. Yeah, let's do it. So they give me a pull. I'm on my third pull now.
2: And by pull you mean like they just gave it all the gas they had to get you out of the water.
1: I don't think they even gave it enough because like I'll give you a little more and then and then some more. Like I don't think they're used to picking up 200 pound, six foot six, holding a lot of water. Yeah. Guys. And so he punched it the second time and I'm I'm holding on holding on and as I tried to get my butt out of the water because I got the ski up now yeah. I got to get my butt up out of the water. Just less lat. I felt it.
0: Oh. oh. But I was up. But I was. I stayed You're up. Like, no. I, I got stayed it.
1: Up. <laughs> So I went around the lake for a while that
2: was a lot of fun. So you didn't use like the training skis where you use both and then you just drop one off at once you're up?
1: No, because when I when I used to ski I would barefoot and I could swallow them. So yeah. I learned to start that way. It it's difficult to learn. No doubt. Back when I was learning with my uncle I used to go quite a bit out here in, in the LA area at the Buena Vista Lake, which I think no longer exists, completely dried out there, uh just south of Bakersfield. I think uh, that was a tough process, was learning to slalom ski. And learning to wakeboard is tough. My boys were learning to wakeboard. Mm-hmm. Trying to get up on a wakeboard mm-hmm. is not easy. I, didn't, I decided not to wakeboard. My buddy's a good wakeboarder. had him up. Because they said that wakeboarding, the dirty little secret of wakeboarding is ACLs. Ooh. You just blow them constantly. Not and good. every professional guy blows an ACL.
2: That, you know what that sounds like? Not a lot of fun.
1: No, that's the last thing that I needed.
2: Yeah. How was your weekend? Oh, uh, ACL gone.
1: Exactly. So, SmackFest 20, I, I could have stayed all day, honestly. My kids didn't want to stay five minutes, but I could have stayed all day. Saw a lot of great volleyball people, really cool vibe happening down there, some sponsor interactions going on, folks wandering by. I, I thought it was very cool, very well done. And If I was playing in a tournament, I would have had a good time.
2: Of course. And they have a pretty big imprint down there. They take up a lot of the south of the pier and a lot of participants.
1: Yeah, it, it looked by, by all measures to be a success.
2: Yeah, teams dressed up. Yeah,
1: Barrel of Monkeys, pretty funny. Barrel of Monkeys. like the Barrel of Monkeys. Enjoyed their their outfits. So, SmackFest 21 is going to be happening next year. If you can, get out there and check it out. Get out there and be a part of it. I think you should do it. Beach High Performance was happening, as mentioned, just north of the pier. The U19 division was dominated by the folks who got bronze medals just recently. Mm -hmm. I believe there was a Yoder in there. Yoder. Yoder. So good to see the second generation of players having success. The U19 division, the highest division there, won by Sarah Hughes and Kelly Klass. Those are the women who took bronze just recently in the international competition. And TJ DeFalco, along with Lucas Yoder, took gold in the men's division. Some other notable finishes, because this is this is U-26, U-21, U-19, U-17, U-15, all the way down. And then the same for the women and girls, although they change it at 19. Still girls at 19, U-21 women. Mm-hmm. Okay. And same for the boys. It's boys and then men. Looking for some familiar names there. I don't see really familiar names. Even the U-26, Weston Carrico out of Manhattan Beach, and Kevin Vieja. Out of Glendale, Arizona. They okay. took home the bronze. Adam Cabbage and Rob Page taking home the gold in the U26. So I don't even know who those guys are. Well, hopefully we'll know about them soon. Yeah, I hope they have somewhere to go. And little uh, little Glaive guess 1,600 Yeah, on our chat board yep. many times.
2: Seventeen. 1,700? Yep. I thought was, okay. You haven't yeah. seen the chat board for a while because you're now on your... Uh...
1: Yeah, the iPad doesn't have flash. So congratulations to Logan glaive, who picked up who picked up uh silver medal he was bummed out as usual silver medal winners not happy
2: it's because you lose your last match,
1: yeah now, when you lose your last match,
2: I mean you still got second place out of I don't know how many teams were there, but I mean which is you can't complain about i mean you It's not something to uh, be upset about. You can
1: complain about it, and they do.
2: Yes, I I get But you shouldn't be. Yeah. You really shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. There was also an NBL event this weekend.
1: Really? Was that north or south of the pier? Maybe that was west of the pier. This
2: would be in Ohio.
1: (laughs) East of the pier.
2: Correct. (laughs) The Midwest, hold on, let me get it right, Midwest Championships and Junior Festival.
1: Midwest Championships and Junior Festival. So it's a juniors event again.
2: Attached to a juniors event, yep. And uh, there's some names that you know. Um, Dave McKenzie oh. got a second. Second? Yep, played with John Mesko.
1: I've heard that name. I don't know John Mesko.
2: They lost to Andrew Hineke and Ryan Vandenberg. I do not know them.
1: I've heard of the Hindenburg, but not Vandenberg. I've Correct. heard of Vandenberg Air Force Base.
2: Yep. Billy Allen, Brady Halverson got a third.
1: Okay, yeah, don't know those guys.
2: Russ Marchuka and Riley Salmon got a third as well.
1: Oh, Riley Salmon's name comes up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Riley Salmon, I guess, eligible for NVL. Unfortunately, we must report that Riley Salmon actually has received a four-year ban from international competition. He says he has retired, but he has received a four-year ban.
2: Said he retired prior to the ban or after?
1: Uh, Actually, he tested positive at the Olympic qualification event last year. Oh. Uh he tested positive for a banned substance, I believe once again related to... Some medication he was taking, this is not a steroid incident. Mm-hmm. He had a previous incident where he had taken a substitute medication to something he was already taking and that contained an illegal substance. And this is partly the, the quandary of some of the drug testing that goes on. There are minute amounts of illegal drugs or what is constituted to be an illegal drug for the WADA or International Testing Body. hmm World Anti-Doping Agency, is WADA, in random things. This is not a case of Riley Salmon's doing steroids, trying to get better. Yeah, he's taking up. stimulants, trying to get better. Yeah. No, he's he's ingested something, and it's his fault for ingesting it, but it's not, it's not in an effort to be outside the rules and to gain a competitive advantage.
2: I want to talk to some of the current players and be like, how difficult is it to keep an eye on all of that stuff?
1: If you're taking some prescription medication, I believe it's very difficult. If you're taking prescription medication for another health problem, Mm -hmm. some other issue, then it's pretty hard. If you're not, I think it's pretty easy. You just don't take supplements.
2: But some of these products that are clean are made in in the same factories that other products contain the things that are banned. Correct. And they could get... You could have a small amount. I don't know how sensitive these tests are. Well, it's one
1: of the things that Wada, or, pardon me, one of those things that BioSteel was talking about when we had them yep, on the program like a few that. weeks ago is that they were doing testing with drink, Wada.
2: Drink the pink, Kevin. Drink the pink.
1: I would like to downstairs. They they would they've been doing testing with Wada, trying to provide a guaranteed clean supplement. Yep. The problem is then, how do you shift the responsibility? Do you shift the responsibility to BioSteel if you find their product to be Contaminated? Well, they say... Or does it say it's on the athlete? Because right now, it's all on the athlete. They
2: say it's it's 100% the player's responsibility. You are in charge of what you put into your body, and I get that.
1: Tyson Gay. Yeah.
2: Another example right now of... If I am taking something that claims that we are 100% clean, like, yes, I may get in trouble with the Olympics, but I'm going after that company.
1: That's a lot of liability for that company, and that's why I think you haven't seen that previously.
2: Yeah, because it's tough. But then, I mean, the the burden of proof like you have to prove that that company whether it was negligent or not put that substance in something that they said was not there
1: the problem is that many times you have to catch a situation so you get a positive doping result from a competition you have to still have the canister of stuff you believe is
2: yeah and who knows it could be it could be in the trash could have gone in recycling that week like you just never know
1: you could have finished it off and don't have any powder left yeah there's it's just a very thorny issue
2: Yep. for sure.
1: And Riley Salmon has, again, ended up inside of this, so he has received a four-year ban. Disturbing mm. for Riley that he really did not respond, I guess because he was planning on retiring, did, really did not respond to the process and therefore received uh, four years, but he is still eligible for NVL events.
2: Well, yeah, so he got a third. And then on the women's side... I think it's – I've met her before. It's either Shara, Atara, Harris, and Megan Wallen got a first. Okay. And uh, they beat Kendra Van Sweeten. Sweeten? I know that name. I don't know that name. I don't know this, and I can't pronounce her partner's name. Olaya Pazo? Olaya? Olaya? From Venezuela? Good for her. Uh, but Shara and Megan won. Good people. I know both of them. They're from Florida.
1: Where do they take home? What's the prize money?
2: Split $7,500. Huh, okay. Not bad.
1: Might cover your expenses to go to Ohio. Yeah. World League finals also happened this past weekend. Yep. Russia and Brazil. Rematch of the 2012 Olympic game. Mm-hmm. Final. And uh, Russia this time 3-0 Brazil. over Brazil. 23-19-19. That's impressive, right? Kind of a surprising result that it was that dominant. Mm -hmm. But let's bring in a guy who knows a little bit about it. Hmm. A guy who who spent a little time behind the mic this past week. And if you watched Universal Sports coverage of the last round of pool play, USA versus Brazil, you got to hear one Reed Pretty doing analyst work. Reed. Gentlemen. We were wondering where you were. This week. Are you back in practice?
2: Practice?
0: Um I'm just doing some reconnaissance work. I'm in uh I'm at the Turtle Bay Golf Club right now.
2: <laughs> I knew when so he waiting, reconnaissance. Uh, the it Dojis golfing.
0: and uh the Chzinskys. And um I just wanted to catch up first hand, hear how Worldig was from those guys. And uh so I thought I'd come out here and play some golf. Well, I was doing some recon work for uh, more analyst work. Ah,
1: more analyst work. Mark, you're, you're on Mark. board now, huh? You want to keep going?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We, we were out here for the Stanley's wedding and uh, spent a few extra days, and we're going to get out there and hit hit the ball around the course. Spent some time on the North Shore yesterday. It's just been a beautiful trip, and anytime time you get to a volleyball player's wedding, it's like a volleyball reunion. So it was uh, great to see everybody.
1: Congratulations to Clay and Kristen on their nuptials over the weekend saw lots of great photos floating around Lloyd ball out there, Tom Hoff in the wedding party. How how was the scene there? Were there any volleyballs at the wedding itself?
0: No, definitely not. Um it was uh, beautiful. It was just right on just what you would think uh of a Hawaiian wedding right there on the uh on the coast. Uh the sunset was a part of the whole thing and the food was great, some tuna poke.
1: Ooh. And
0: nice. um you know, dance floor. It was Tom Hoff wins. The uh I mean, he was absolutely dominating the dance floor and leave it to the uh the foreign guy. There's a guy named Crusher from uh, that played in Kazan for the basketball team the same time that Laurie and Clay did and is now in Moscow playing and so he comes and you just leave it to the Euro to uh break out like we everybody wasn't drinking enough apparently, so he grabbed one of the vases um, poured out the flowers and started making like a uh, five liter mai tai that was being passed <laughs> huh. around. Oh my goodness! So it was uh, it was classic. It was fun. It was a great time. Great time. Wish them all the best. And uh, it's good to see all the guys too. You know, a lot of guys from the national team didn't expect to be able to be there because they were uh, hoping to be in World League finals, but uh, that didn't pan out. So a lot of them got last minute tickets and and uh, bolted out here, so beautiful place.
1: Very nice, very nice. Well, congratulations to uh, to Clay once again on his wedding. We hope to see him back out there on the floor shortly. And, Reed, uh, tell our listeners, if you will, your kind of reflection on your work this past week. We made you get up early and show up at 6 a.m. <laughs> at the studio, so nothing like starting right off the bat.
0: Oh, well, I really enjoyed it. I mean, to, to do it for the first time, uh, in such a forgiving environment with you, you know, right there by my side and, and um, you know, Billy and, and the producers and everybody that was uh, a part of things there. It just made it very comfortable and uh, definitely a different view, advantage point. And uh, I've been critical of people my whole, uh, especially commentators, my whole career. You know, you hate it when they mess things up or they try to Act like they know what you're thinking and, and all those things. So it'll be interesting. To, I haven't gotten any feedback from the guys yet. So it'd be interesting if they uh, if anybody took offense to anything. But I just try to be honest, just like you said, and, and just try to say what I think I'm seeing. And um, you know, the team it seemed like they've got a had a lot of great opportunities and just not finishing at the end. So I think that can be. It's one thing to not have the talent. But to have the talent and be able to work through those, uh, you know, that aspect of the game is something you can do uh, and learn. And uh, I saw that the finals happened uh, to finish just the way we said with uh, with Russia, Brazil, and then uh, Italy, Bulgaria there in the bronze medal match. Basically, an identical finishing podium finish for uh, the London Games. So um, I'm really excited to get back into the gym, though as good as that was, so uh, you can rest assured, Barney, I'm not coming after your job,
2: dude. <laughs>
1: At least not just yet, anyway. Uh, I wonder if it was helpful that I held Reed's <laughs> hand throughout the entire broadcast, just to make sure he was comforted.
2: <laughs> just kind of, one hand on his back, just rubbing him, Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, when he, okay. When, he,
1: when he got stuck, to, started talking himself into a hole, I just patted him, Reed, it's okay, you can do it. Just keep going, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Yeah, you said you've had an opportunity to see some of the guys who were on the team. What was their opinion of the finish of World League from the U.S. perspective? I mean, they lost six deuce sets in their last two weekends. Every set that went deuce, they lost, and they had chances, including four match points against Poland night number one, and they absolutely had their chances to take sets against Brazil.
0: You know, it was exactly – I don't think anybody was saying, oh, we're just – we know it's a process. Everybody wants to win right now. And so there's, I think, a, uh, a consistent level of disappointment with how things went um, and an understanding of missed opportunities and a, a desire to, to sort of, you know, work through that. So, um, But I think if you didn't have that, then, then there'd be something wrong. And so I think – you know, just like what we saw on the broadcast, and I'm sure our listeners saw it as well, that, uh, you know, there's just some unforced errors at the end of sets. And, and um, a lot of times it's good just to, it, you know, you think it's too conservative just to keep the ball in. And, and you know, the other team's dealing with the same kind of pressure you are. But uh, really it's strategic, you know, just to uh, just put it in on the right guy and set your team up for uh, – the highest possible success versus, you know, a hit-or-miss serve or or something like that. But, yeah, I think there's a a general sense of dissatisfaction with the way things went and and just a a preparedness to to get back in the gym and and work things out.
1: Any general reaction to the beginning of the John Spraw era as head coach of the national team?
0: Um, Nothing major. I think everyone's – yeah everyone likes John and um you know likes the professionalism that's there and um and the stuff that he's brought on so i think uh, I think it's still you know early, but I think that, you know everyone it seems to be i haven't heard anything negative you know everyone seems to be liking the way things are moving and progressing and um you know like we talked about, hopefully clay can get out there and um and be healthy, and, and his knees can hold it up. So uh, Thursday, I think, next week is when things kick off. Until then, uh, I'm still a aspiring senior PGA player. Yeah, what are you, you going to
1: shoot today? What have you shot so far?
0: Uh, I just want to beat Scott. I appreciate sure <laughs> his He's really good. And, um, you know, Scott has pulled out the foot wedge all the time, so i got to just keep my eye on him. And, uh, the foot <laughs> wedge. replaced by the rules. <laughs> all right.
1: So are you are you coming out on air right now and accusing Scott Tzinski of being a, a cheater?
0: <laughs> of course not. The foot wedge is not cheating. <laughs> Proving lies. You know. Uh it's not cheating unless there's money on the line. No, we have we have a great time. And uh apparently Kavika's got a new driver, he's gonna test it out and hit it three twenty each time. But uh I'll be mad if if, if I'm the last if I finish with the highest score because I've been playing the most and I should be better, but uh, I, I guarantee you that they're all going to beat me.
1: No pressure, Reed Pretty. And, and uh, my wife. Keep up keep up the good yeah. work out there. Keep working on that golf game and try not to let the paparazzi get too many shots at Konika. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Sounds good, guys. Have a good show.
1: All right. Thanks for checking in. Reed Pretty from Hawaii. Okay. Some of the Stanley wedding out there. Clay Stanley getting married this past week. Saw some good pictures. All over the internet of the volleyball
2: faithful was Reed sweating while he was doing his first broadcast with you.
1: I don't think so. Okay, he did a good job.
2: Felt comfortable. Yeah, I
1: think if you had an opportunity to watch it this past week, uh, maybe it'll be replayed. I'm not sure on Universal. I know it was already on. Uh, He did a good job. Good. Yeah, I, I think he he by the end he was giving better analysis. He was stepping out there to say, "Hey, felt in his comfort zone." That. Play should have been made. Gotcha. This is who should have made that play. I'd like to see this done. Part of it is just a confidence factor and getting used to the process yourself, then being able to focus on the volleyball. Of course. And part of it is being willing to say what should have happened. Yeah. Good or bad. And that's tough, especially when you're still on the team and you have to step back in the gym with some of the players.
2: Correct. Well, and I think, too, like we've talked about before, some players take that as negative as opposed to if somebody said that. If you said that about Reed, like, oh, Reed should have made that play. If he was able, if Reed could take a step back, he'd be like, yeah, you're right, I should have made that play.
1: Oh, that's Which, problem. And it's some okay
2: guys, to say that. Yeah, I should have made that play. Some
1: guys don't like the truth. No? And that's always been my position. Look, if you could tell me where I messed something up factually, and that's happened. I'll own it. No problem. I screwed something up factually. It's okay.
2: Everybody's going to make mistakes.
1: But if you don't like my opinion, or you think maybe that wasn't your responsibility, we could talk about it. Yeah. That's no problem. Yep. Yeah. That's no problem. Not liking my opinion is a common thread. <laughs> but, True. But my job is to give my opinion, and my job is not to cheer for you. Correct. So my job is to educate the viewer as to what should have happened or why that was a good play when I play the analyst role. When I play the play-by-play role, my job is to describe the action and ask Reed Pretty what should have happened there. What would you do in this situation? Would you call a timeout? Would you sub a player out? Would you change the roster around? Why select these? But those kinds of things.
2: And did Reed every time just say, like, I would have made that play. I would have bombed it down the line. I would have hit over the block. Or Mostly. That. Every time, Mostly I yeah. Like, yeah, I would have dominated that.
1: Yeah. When <laughs> got blocked, out, and got blocked, sit out. Reed pretty wouldn't got blocked. actually spoke in the third person about himself.
2: That's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jeremy wouldn't play that tune.
2: Jeremy wouldn't play that tune. <laughs> That's all I said the entire time. uh a few weeks ago when it was just you and Gita here and I was not and I was listening to the music choices by you I was like, DJ Ruscha wouldn't have done that
1: Here's a little update on Russia and their 3-0 victory. It's their second title in the last three years. Russia getting close to having that number one ranking I believe they are the number one team in the world now uh, There's been no question of that for quite some time although it hasn't been reflected in the world, or Ra- world League rankings The scariest part about this is they've done it with new players new names and new players that's the frightening thing to me. two thousand eleven there was a three two win by Russia over Brazil, their first world league title since two thousand two and first of the new era so it's uh it's a new day russia's uh, for a while people have been saying Russia is the scariest league out there yep and and frightening. so I think we're seeing finally Russia assert itself, and it's, they're going to be the team to beat in every world competition going forward. One last note from Reed Pretty. Brooke Billings, in fact, in their foursome, so Reed guaranteed to not finish last. <laughs> I only wish I could be there so Brooke could be guaranteed of not finishing last.
2: I'm really good at driving the golf cart.
1: I am excellent at the cart yeah. as well. We could have a race.
2: Yep. I'm not sure how you fit in the golf cart. But oh,
1: no problem. No problem in a golf cart. go kart. Go-cart. A little I, bit more of an yeah. issue, but I'm not afraid of that one either. <laughs> All right, let's bring in Cam Kerr for just a second. I know he's calling in from Canada. He's actually
2: on his way to Long Beach, apparently.
1: He might already be here.
2: I think he's sitting in the airport. We're going to find out. Cam? Hey, guys. How's it going?
1: Good, Cam. Where are you at right now? On the way to Long Beach?
3: Yeah, I'm currently at my gate at the Vancouver International Airport. I uh, left Toronto early, and I have to connect, so I'm just here. I board in about an hour coming down to Long Beach.
1: That is a brutal flight schedule, by the way. So you go Toronto oh, yeah. all the way across to Vancouver, then down you are aware that the one side of the triangle is a little shorter than the other two, right
3: yes i i, I know my hypotenuse
0: uh,
3: <laughs> it the uh that was a math joke if uh it was just cheaper this way, and I 'm trying to save as much as money possible but yeah i uh could you guys talk in a little world league? uh my Canadians did a pretty good job, and actually you know in our pool play, beat the champs. So that's what we're kind of holding on to this year.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely worth mentioning. I'm glad you brought that up. Canada with a surprise win over Russia. And Canada really, I think, on a huge upswing. Glenn Ho doing good things with that program.
3: Definitely. We had, uh, you know, like you talked a couple episodes ago about Gavin Schmidt, one of our right sides. And Gavin actually had a stress fracture. And finals was like the first time he's been playing this uh, since like the early matches of World League Tournament. But our other right side, Dallas Sunia, stepped up. And the two of them, while both of them played, they were just going off. And uh, it was really good to see. And we had great depth in the middle, too. We had, like, all four middles playing in both matches.
1: Question for Canada will be, can they pick off the United States in a tournament that matters? That hasn't happened in going on 20-some-odd years.
3: Well, we got North coming up in the fall. I think it's, what, October now? So uh, I think it's going to happen. But I I think we should place a little friendly wager on it, Kevin. Ooh. Oh,
1: Well. I'm down with that. Maybe we need, like, the mayors of a city, like the mayors of a city bet, you know, where they bet something from their town. What what can I win from Toronto? That would be the question. Snow? Well,
3: I will be the representative from Toronto because you do not want to talk to our mayor. And um... <laughs> That's right. I forgot about all the problems you guys are having up there with the mayor. <laughs> Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll I'll figure out something and we'll we'll put it together.
1: Alright. All Alright. Like I'm on board. Well, I'm on board. On I will lab. take the US men. No problem. And I I like that. That's gonna be an interesting bet. Well, Cam, uh, the trip down here to the tournament, what are you expecting to see? you're gonna stay all week and watch the World Series as well as the F I V B event?
3: Yes, I'm uh I fly out on Saturday, so I come in today. I'm gonna to be checking out the F I V B whole time. I may not be able to catch the Sunday matches, but you know, I'm just Excited to have another an FIVB stop back in the states, and thought I, I got to come down and check it out.
1: How are the Canadian teams looking for this event? Uh,
3: the Canadian men's team of Ben Saxton and Kim Schalk, I would say, of both genders, are the ones to look out for. They got a fifth at Worlds in Poland, and uh, in their last couple of tournaments, they've been beating at, you know like pretty high-ranked Brazil teams of Alisson. and so it was. It was pretty good. We have a shape, about a ninth, I think, at the last tournament, but I really want to see how they kind of do. They've been down in California for the past week training, and uh, that's where they train during the off season too. So on the men's side, I would say check out those guys.
1: Will you be wearing a giant maple leaf costume? <laughs>
3: um I don't know, but once I meet up with Matt Gardhoff and see what he's wearing, I might have to hop over to a store and make one out of whatever materials I have available. Nice.
1: So you have the triangle hat and the Mountie, Canadian Mountie, right next to one another sitting in the stands. Look for those two gentlemen. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, Camp Kerr, safe travels, and we'll see you down in Long Beach for sure.
3: Sounds good, Kevin. Take care. All right,
1: thanks, Camp Kerr, checking in from Canada or Canada, if you prefer. Are you trying to mute it there?
2: It's I am. That's your computer, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's running a little slow over there on uh, the Blog Talk Radio. There we go. We
2: we're just listening to uh, Cam's Gate announcement. <laughs> That's cool that he's flying in for the uh, FIV, FIVB event in Long Beach.
1: Top scorer in the World League, Nikolai Pavlov. He trains dogs and he kills balls at the opposite, so. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to have Hugh McCutcheon after the turn here on The Net Live. We're glad you're with us. Nicole Davis also coming up, as well as more talk about the World Series of Beach Volleyball in Long Beach. Make sure you get out this week and go see some of the event and participate. 6 man four-man, that's six women or four women if you prefer, down there Saturday and Sunday. Get involved. The Net Live, more to come here on the 22nd of July. On the glittery sand of Long Beach, California, the top beach volleyball players in the world will compete to be the true champions of the game. This ultimate beach showdown takes place in less than a week, July 22nd through the 28th. For the first time in a decade, these elite masters of the sand gather on U.S. soil for the ASICs, world series of beach volleyball step up your game in a week-long festival celebrating all things beach including sports music culture and community as the professionals vie for five hundred thousand dollars in prize money fans will have the opportunity to compete in several open tournaments throughout the week Sanctioned by the FIVB, the sport's international governing body, and with free general admission, the ASIC's World Series of Beach Volleyball offers a unique opportunity to see the world's greatest volleyball talent. Visit wsobb.com for more details.
0: All right, welcome
1: back to the Net Live,
2: and back. classical edition. And by "back," we mean uh, well. I guess it depends on your perspective of being back.
1: This is apparently the Vivaldi edition of the Net Live. We have had a technical problem that has not occurred in 200 episodes of this show. We have been booted off of Blog Talk Radio. Yep. Unable to log back in. Our guests cannot call in. Yep. And the show is still going, although I guess we can end episode over there. But uh, the chat board can't hear us, and apparently they started hearing classical music instead. I'm not sure what happened at Blog Talk. Maybe New York has been invaded by one of a series of aliens that we've seen, some sort of alien plot, because Blog Talk Radio is based back there. But something has happened, and we are going to not be able to have Hugh McCutcheon, probably not be able to have Nicole Davis, but we will effort... To include these folks, somehow, I'm not sure how to do it now, Jeremy.
2: I don't know. I'm (laughs) flabbergasted. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm not sure what to do. Oh, then continue the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, because if you're getting this via podcast, you are not concerned. You are in your car, you're enjoying your commute, and a little bit of chatter about the world of volleyball. Jeremy, how's the chat board
2: doing? They are... I blame Cam Kerr, so they kind yeah. of went off on Canada for a second, which is perfect. Canada. Yep. Canada. Let me put it you like this. Cam, on the message board, saying he was logging out, was getting on his plane. But on our switcher, it still shows him on there.
1: And we can't mute him.
2: Can't mute him, can't kick him off. Something has happened.
1: So he left his phone in the Vancouver airport playing Vivaldi's Four Seasons.
2: Yes. Actually, I'm going to say it was his laptop. That he was probably listening to us by, and then hopefully he didn't leave that in the Vancouver airport, because that's going to be difficult to get back once he comes into the United States.
1: So if you're playing Clue, the correct answer is Cam Kerr in Terminal 4 with the laptop. That is the correct answer. Do you have that in the secret pouch? That's awesome.
2: <laughs> Hoping he cleared his uh, browser history. Oh, my
0: gosh. Well...
2: There goes all that research you did today, Kevin, for our guests.
0: Dude,
1: I had two pages of questions for Hugh McCutcheon and Nicole Davis and Tyler Hildebrandt, our ABCA Coaches Corner segment. I had all that done, and it means nothing. Absolutely means nothing. We will try and reschedule all three of those lovely guests for a later episode of this program. Jeremy, the event this next weekend... Or this next week. It's
2: it's happening.
1: Yeah, I keep saying the weekend because I'm so used to volleyball tournaments being on the weekend. What about holding an event during the week? How is attendance going to be during the week?
2: It'll be a lot smaller than the weekend, but that's just how it is. That's how it is internationally as well.
1: They play during the week.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they start early because you have – today there's some qualifier going on. Mm -hmm. And then the pool play starts tomorrow. Pool play is Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. Then the semifinals are Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. Um, and the women's finals, semifinals, and finals is Friday. Men's quarterfinals and semifinals Friday, and then on Saturday is the FIVB Grand Slam semi and finals for the men in the World Series of Beach Volleyball semis and finals for the women, and in Sunday, men's semifinals, finals for the World Series of Beach Volleyball. Six-man competition finals, all that jazz.
1: I think Sinjin mentioned it last week on the program here, which, by the way, an an amazing episode with Sinjin Smith on this show, an opportunity to learn about some of the history of volleyball from someone who was there that – Is unrivaled. That really turned out well. We're going to try and do a series, more episodes like that, and maybe a series of Legends programs. That could be the very first of the NetLive Legends series of of volleyball programs. Really, really cool. But he mentioned the fact that you can hire a pro. You can actually pull a pro out of the tournament. You can go cheer against him, heckle him, and try and get him to lose, and then ask him to be on your team. And you can bring over a pro to join your six-man or four-man squad how awesome is
2: that? You, like you, like we said last week, you send somebody to heckle said player.
1: That you? That's right. That's
2: right. You pay somebody that is not necessarily associated with you to go heckle said player, so they get bounced from the tournament. And like, oh, I was cheering for you so hard. We'd love to have you on our team. If you can't make it in the rest of the FIVB event, here's some cookies and milk a for happy, being on our team.
1: A happy Gilmore situation. Exactly. You, you can send over uh, the guy from Moonraker. Hey, Gilmore! You jackass! (laughs) Or wait, is that Shooter? He's after Shooter.
2: Shooter, yeah. Hey, Shooter! You jackass! Yeah.
1: Or maybe no, he doesn't say that. It's the other guy cheering. I'm all mixed up. Basically, you
2: just ruined the whole Happy
1: Gilmore. Yep. Good times. Blew it. Completely blew it. But yeah, you should do that. Remember that you can hire a pro, and you should register for this event—six-man and four-man event. I know you probably have a little bit of fatigue. From last week from SmackFest, you were out there, you were playing, you were drinking, it was sunny,
2: it was hot, you were having
1: fun. Do it
2: all again this next weekend. And look, you get to play alongside bros. And then if you make it to the finals of the six man, you are playing on stadium court, and somebody on the show will be playing music for you.
1: That's right, GG Jeremy I mean, Roche will be there. Yep. What do you think about this volleyball video? The one with Kerry? With Kerry, yeah, in this uh, little. That was guy. pretty
2: funny. That was good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: How about Terry Tate making a random appearance? Good for him? How do you bring the office linebacker all of a sudden
2: just in the middle of a volleyball match, just absolutely lay somebody out yeah and
1: and somebody I want to know who who was the evil umpire there? Who were the two opponents? The two unmasked
2: you know I couldn't I was opponents. watching the video and tell I couldn't tell who it was two six foot attractive women yeah, That's who amazing. knew how to play volleyball by the way
1: well, yeah, finally, a video that has volleyball players, yes, in it.
2: there was also a video going around too of Jen Kesty who surprised a couple um, four-person teams in, I think it was either Manhattan or Hermosa. And there was these two teams. One team was from Manhattan, one team was from Hermosa. They had a rivalry, and one team was getting smashed, and Jen Kessie shows up, and they're like, sub, and she comes in and, you know, does her thing. It was a pretty cool video. Just random. I don't know how random it was, but she randomly just walks up on the court, and then, like, uh, you guys need a sub, I'm in.
1: I like it. I'm looking at this video here, watching for the evil empire. This was filmed north up by Leonard's house, actually north of Manhattan Pier. Yes. I, don't, I don't know who this guy is, but he's got a couple of uh, of other videos out there. I guess I don't know if he's a comedian or what.
2: The part of the video where he actually steps on Carrie, I hope that was CGI.
1: Uh, they did. The, you could see where his foot kind of stopped. Before he before they made the cut. Okay, contest. good. Yeah, there's no way Kerry's back could handle that. I like the part where he stiff arms her, though.
2: Throws yeah, throws her to the ground. I got it. <laughs> I think that can show you, too, because I guarantee you that, that guy went out there and tried to play, like, for real for a second or two and then realized how difficult beach volleyball really is.
1: Well, let's be honest. Volleyball itself is incredibly difficult, and then you stick it in the sand, and it's
2: way worse. That's- sand, wind, it's an uneven surface.
1: Oh, here's a good pause. Who is that? Do we recognize that woman who's part of the, the evil team? I can't tell. I can't tell either.
2: I'm sure I know her. I just I can't tell. I'd ask our chat board, but nobody can
1: hear us. She's tan. She's wearing frog skins and uh, wearing a sports bra. That could be any volleyball player in the universe. Other good volleyball videos that you've seen? Can you think of one?
2: Videos or like movies? Because when you say good movies, like, obviously, there, had, I have not seen one.
1: We've had it's the not movie a discussion single one. here. We've had the movie discussion, whether it's uh, Green Flash, Beach Kings, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Spiker, Side Out. Yeah, no.
2: Well, the people at Planet Zaya did a, uh, I think it was the 10-year anniversary of uh, when Eric Fenoyman and Dane Blanton won the gold. They did, like, a, a little recap of that, and they had some footage of Eric and Dane talking about it now. It was a really cool video, about 15 minutes just getting some behind the scenes and you forget that in the set I think it was the semifinals like they got red carded for taking their time to come back on the court and we're down already so you get a red card and it takes another point away from you and then Dan goes back and rips off two jump serves the match had taken that game that they were playing it had already taken over an hour i think mhm they come back they get a red card lose a point Dane goes back and rips a few jump serves, they get another point, they get another side out, match over. After it had just been a huge battle for an hour plus, they're exhausted. They get the ref I, I always ask Eric, like how much did that fire you up? Did that give you like a little adrenaline rush? Because the ref basically just threw you under the bus. And you're coming out of timeout, everybody's exhausted and tired. And he's like, Well, he's like Dane went back and just ripped it and that, that helps. It's like obviously. Yeah, it'll pick you up. Yeah. You just want to go over there and cartch Karai, the referee stand, but you can't. <laughs> you can't do that in the You Olympics. want to go
1: all Rhode Island on him.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that that video is actually really cool, too. But for comedy-wise, I mean, the one with Carrie was pretty amusing. Um, stuff like that. We need to do more stuff like that to get out there. Danny kind of. Yep.
1: I think of all of uh, Dan Madden's yep. video features that he did from Explode to the original Danny kind of stuff. It was all pretty funny.
2: I'm just going to assume he will be in Long Beach this week.
1: He's got to be down there at some point.
2: Did Garthoff take the whole week off? And he's like, he's down there already. There's like a tent with an American flag attached to it. Actually, like I'm picturing like the Civil it, War times with the tent. Valley Forge. Yes, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> what it is down in Long Beach right now for Matt Garhoff.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: he has the commanders, Washington, uh, George Washington... General's tent mm-hmm. set up. He's got a whole village of followers, some muskets.
2: There's a lot. I mean, there, there's so much beach stuff going on this weekend. Not only this event going on, but the U.S. Open of Surf is this week as well. started this past weekend down in Huntington. So there's all kinds of beach stuff happening right now.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, Remember, there's $500,000 in prize money happening here. I can't wait. There's $20,000 in prize money for the four-man and six-man. Why aren't you signing up? You're getting prize money for this.
2: Straight cash, homie.
1: This is a win. Like, not sign up, you win, you get some t-shirts and a beach chair, maybe a shark watch. No. Straight cash. Cash money for you and your team. And if you're looking for a libero, (laughs) I'm not available yet. On the
2: the sitting team. On the sitting Sitting, team. If you have a sitting, stand, six-man or woman team, Kevin's in. That's right.
1: It's going to be live music. They're going to have some great... Bands down there. Now, I heard it mentioned, Jeremy, the one band you've been holding on to. I heard it mentioned over the mic on Saturday. Don't know what you're talking about. Somebody said, don't worry, when you come to Long Beach, you will be safe and sound. I'm not sure who that was, but somebody said that. I don't know what it means, but suffice to say, the music will be fantastic.
2: Starting Thursday.
1: Starting Thursday. So, there's going to be a bikini contest, live music. Parking is free. Admission is free. Get in there. Co-ed, six-man, four-man.
2: Do it. And look, this is a way, too, to say you want more international events in the United States. Right. You want to see the best players in the world. Vote with your feet. Yeah. Not just our best players, best players in the world.
1: You've got to vote with your feet. And if you have any time, get down there. I'm going to be down there Tuesday. I'll be down there tomorrow, cool. afternoon. Myself and Chris Marlowe cruising down there after finishing up FIVB World League. We'll be headed down to the beach. So it'll be an all-volleyball day for me. Now, I'm sure I'll be back down there probably around Thursday or so to see some of those Grand Slam quarterfinals for the women, mm-hmm. as well as the pool play for the men. And there's an amateur high school tournament.
2: Yep. There's Thursday. All
1: kinds of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Radical something will be there on Thursday night. It says Mod Sun and Cisco Adler. I'm assuming those are bands. Yes. Okay. Doesn't say. Just has those guys listed. Ryan Cabrera, Parachute, DJ Vice. Plus special guest appearance. That's going to be Friday night.
0: Hmm.
2: Just saying. You might want to show up for the special guest appearance. You
1: might want to be there on Friday night. I'll tell the wife. Maybe I'll be there. Danny Avia, Bonobo, YLA with special guests, and many more will be there Saturday night. So this is something you can come down and plan to spend all of your evening, your day, and your evening. And it's a great setting there in Long
2: Beach. For sure. I'm already seeing some of the photos of the footprint down there and stuff like that already. It's a pretty big event. And uh beer garden for those who would like to participate. There's outer stages out there too. I mean there's other DJs outside the Stadium Court where I will be I mean I, I I get down there on Thursday, I'm looking forward to it. Is this model the
1: future of volleyball? Beach volleyball anyway? Do you have to incorporate these other things to make it big enough?
2: That's the question. That's what uh that's what the A V P is facing right now, that's what the NVL is facing. I don't know if you can do – like the U.S. Open of Surf, like that is such a big event. They can't do 10 to 16 of those in the United States every year. They do one. So can you do three or four of these events a year? Can the AVP build on their momentum and get back to the 16 events in the summer that they did before? I don't know. I mean, I, I think – the fans are going to have to decide how much they want to support this sport. I think is going to help determine the survival because this event is huge and it's free. The, this event that's being put on it's such a big event with all the volleyball and all the musical guests. Like you should be paying, like you should be paying for that. Coachella Music Festival doesn't let you in for free, right? And it's a three day event. Obviously, they have bands from like noon till 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and they're huge bands. And the names on this list are pretty big bands and DJs, but also you have the best volleyball players in the world that you get to see for free. For free.
1: It's a great looking footprint. I'm looking at some pictures on Twitter and Instagram. Really good looking tournament down here. They have the sand beautifully raked and outlined. Playing in front of the boats there. Queen Mary in the background. Mm hmm. Can't go wrong with this.
2: Team Canada be... versus
1: Team Canada. Cam's not going to like that matchup. No,
2: going on right now in the qualifier. Yeah, I think all of the U.S. teams are automatically into the main draw or into the pool play.
1: Well, I think that was part of the deal because it's a U.S. side.
2: Well, you automatically get another team or two in just because you're the host country. So they don't have to play in a country quota type deal.
1: I see Casey Patterson full Mohawk. Rocking some practice two hours ago.
2: The suave hawk, Kevin. Suave suave hawk? yeah, hawk. Mohawk would be sticking straight That's up. That's what you have, the That's suave exactly hawk? Where you exactly. have a mohawk
1: and you comb it over?
2: This is what I like to, I like to refer to it as the grown man mohawk. The,
1: gr- <laughs> the grown man mohawk.
2: Yep. Grown man.
1: Is that like a grown man stuffed animal? Nope. Similar? Like you should 100- have it,
2: but you do? One hundred percent different, Kevin. One hundred percent different.
1: Oh my gosh. I love how this information here, this is the WSOBV Instagram. First question on one of these is, is this being aired and what channel? Hello.
2: Hello. You know what I've, you know what I've realized, Kevin? People (laughs) don't. The general
1: public can't figure anything out? They don't
2: read anything. They literally don't read anything. When I tell people about events I have, they're like, oh, what time is your show? Well, it says on the event that I sent to you. And like, there's only a certain amount of information that's on there. It gives you the location. It gives you the time. And what you need to do to get in the door. And people still call and ask me and text me the questions that I've already answered you. I just don't think people read.
1: I know where St. John Smith is right now. Long Beach. He's there. He's got on a World Series of Beach Volleyball hat. He's wearing it. Two hours ago on Instagram, we've tracked him down. Let's take a quick break here on the Net Live. We'll be right back with uh, more talk with myself and Jeremy.
2: More talk.
1: More talk. Hang in for that. We're gonna figure out something to talk about. That's what you're gonna come back for.
2: I think people are there's in their cars right now. Like I just can't take it anymore.
1: I hope not, mm-hmm. man. This technology problem. This is a first. We still can't get logged in. I see it sitting over there. Yep. Horrendous.
2: It's down to five people in the chat room. Horrendous on the <laughs> Net
1: Live on a Monday. <laughs> right
2: back in a moment.
1: On the glittery sand of Long Beach, California, the top beach volleyball players in the world will compete to be the true champions of the game. This ultimate beach showdown takes place in less than a week, July 22nd through the 28th. For the first time in a decade, these elite masters of the sand gather on U.S. soil for the ASICs world series of beach volleyball step up your game in a week-long festival celebrating all things beach including sports music culture and community as the professionals vie for five hundred thousand dollars in prize money fans will have the opportunity to compete in several open tournaments throughout the week Sanctioned by the FIVB, the sport's international governing body, and with free general admission, the ASIC's World Series of Beach Volleyball offers a unique opportunity to see the world's greatest volleyball talent. Visit WSOBB.com for more details. Welcome back to the Net Live here on podcast at this point, not on Block Talk Radio this afternoon. It is about eleven, eleven in the morning here in Southern California. We hope you are having a wonderful summer. It's been a little cloudy and cool here in Southern California. I guess, well, maybe not cool, cloudy and warm as it was still 90, 94 degrees and humid out at the lake over this past weekend.
2: Um, and I was in Vegas this weekend.
1: Oh, it was a little hot there. Wasn't it was
2: toasty. It? Not only was it toasty. But it was – they had like monsoon-type feel, so it was also muggy and humid. And then it poured a couple of times. There – I missed – Arizona too? I was – I saw the Cirque du Soleil show Ka Friday night. I got in Vegas Friday. Okay. Went and saw Ka. Got out. My phone – obviously had my phone off during a show. Great show, by the way. Um, Got out. My phone's blowing up with, oh, my God, did you see the storm? Are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? are you people referring to? (laughs) Apparently, I mean, it was... There was wind damage. It was like a 30-minute apocalyptic-type storm that blew through Vegas. Frogs falling from the sky. Yeah, exactly. Dogs and cats living together. Um, And then the same thing happened again Saturday night. There was a chance of rain Saturday during the day, so they were like, oh, we don't know if the pool will be open, blah, blah, blah. But I still rocked my pool party for five hours.
1: People jammed in there?
2: Rocked it out. I cannot
1: believe that scene.
2: Great crowd. Loved the crowd. Cool. And then... I went and saw another show Saturday evening, and it downpoured again, and I missed that as well. Oh, good timing for you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But it's been kind of like that in L.A., too. Like we, had, It's very muggy and monsoon, tropical feel is how I like to refer to it's it. It's rained during the day,
1: which, by the way, it never rains here in the summer. It does not rain here from April until basically December.
2: People full panicked yesterday when it was raining. Sprinkling. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that either because I slept all day yesterday when I got home.
1: Good stuff happening at the WSOBV. If you heard the options here, you can go sign up, play with the pros. We've talked about that. But Casey Patterson getting some good pub here, doing some stuff for ABC7, local ABC here in Los Angeles, digging some balls, hanging out with one of their reporters. Pretty cool
2: stuff. He's down here hanging out with Darsha Phillips, who, by the way, is 4'11", it looks like. How good is Casey going to be on TV, by the way? like He's perfect for that, right? His personality.
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
2: His swab hawk. Swap
1: hog. like Like Pynchon said last week, Casey's just a great representative of the sport. He's, he's one of the good guys. We need to have him here on the show again shortly. Boom. One of the folks who has not been around and they were, people were dying to see is Carrie Walsh Jennings. Yep. She has now withdrawn from part of this tournament.
2: Which I saw earlier today and didn't want to say anything until I knew it was official.
1: So Carrie Walsh Jennings, as reported on Twitter as well as ESPN.com, has withdrawn from the Grand Slam portion of the Long Beach event. Says she's still going to play in the World Series of Beach Volleyball.
2: Yes, and it says that Whitney Pavlik will now partner with Annette Davis during the Grand Slam. Nettie, as some of us like to refer to her as.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different than playing with Carrie Walsh, or at least 100% Carrie
2: Walsh. For sure, and I wonder how far in advance – Whitney knew, so if her and uh, Nettie were able to get some practice time in, other than see you on the court on Tuesday.
1: Word is a pulled ab for Kerry Walsh. And the question for that I have is, how are you going to play on Saturday? I just This ab deal takes a long time. I've had it. Reed Pretty's had it. Clay's had it. I've been around players that have had it, including myself. And you're out for a fairly high amount of time, usually. If you really pulled your ab, you're out for a bit. Well, now the she, question is the severity, of course. She
2: strained it in Stad, I believe, when she was playing with April. Stad. Stad. Yeah. Um so she had tweaked it then, and I'm sure she was doing everything she could to get it ready for this event. Now remember, she's back earlier than she had originally planned to be. From pregnancy. Like almost a full month, I believe she came back. Yeah. Yeah, this
1: is uh I think she's pushing the bounds here, and hopefully Carrie didn't hurt it that badly, and she's back on Saturday
2: yeah and hopefully she is healthy and good to go and obviously everybody wants to see her. she wants to play. There's no doubt about that. no she wants to play
1: no there's there's no doubt about that player athlete meeting happening here. there's all kinds of great information. I love what's available out there if you know how to find it on social media w s o b b doing a good job on Instagram and putting out all kinds of stuff, Instagram and Twitter. I can't wait to see what this event looks like. I'm looking at the stands. they look very cool going to be fun. News for your Clippers, Chris Paul,
2: thumb surgery. That's not good. He heard it last year, so it's not surprising. Let's just get out of the way now. Get out of the way now?
1: The offseason has been going
2: for a few months. What happened here? Maybe he didn't know the severity of it. Maybe he was waiting on his options. He was just on a uh, flight Jordan tour in uh, China doing a little uh, brand Jordan promo over there Private jet stuff like that. Him, Blake Griffin. Hmm. Yeah, just how, I, just how I roll, everybody. Hmm. So maybe now that he's back, get the surgery, get out of the way. Training camp doesn't start till the beginning of of, of October.
1: So oh, I'm we're not, a
2: ways out. Not too concerned yet.
1: We're a ways out. He'll be fine. As mentioned, Clay Stanley coming back from knee surgery. Hopefully, Clay is back on the floor here shortly. The United States, not not with a terribly demanding schedule. This year for the men. The women just about to embark on the most demanding part of their schedule as they head off into Grand Prix here shortly. I'm going to go down the men's national team look at their schedule for this year. Of course, World League just complete. The Pan American Cup will be their next event. That's August 19th to 25th in Mexico. Then the Norseca Continental Championships will happen in Canada. It's going to be Langley, Canada, September 21 to the 29th. And that will be the qualification for the Grand Champions Cup. So, really, only three events left, maybe two
2: for, for the, the rest event. of the year. For the rest
1: of the year. Gives you an idea of how important World League is. Those matches in World League are huge. Because imagine if you're not in World League and you don't have the opportunity to play against Poland, against Brazil, against Bulgaria. Throw France in that list as well. Argentina, who cares? You get matched against Argentina. You hmm. play anybody. They were terrible this year. But those other four teams, very good. Quality teams, quality matches, learning opportunities. Now you're really only going to have the Pan American Cup, where you can still experiment a bit. Then it's North Sega Continental Championship. And I, I know the plan is four years. I know the plan right now is two years of experimentation. But when it comes down to North Sega Continental Championships, John Sprawl is going to play his better talent. Whoever he thinks really gives the United States side their best chance to win for this year, he's going to play them because you want to get that Grand Champions Cup. You want to earn those other matches, and even if you experiment with those other matches at Grand Champions Cup with some youth, that's okay, mm-hmm. no problem. But you won't even have that opportunity if you don't put your best team out on the floor for that North American Continental Championship.
0: Yeah,
2: hey, yeah, but he's still he's still learning about his team, right? Like, obviously, everybody wants, everybody wants to win.
1: But you learn throughout the year, and then you put out the best team you can.
2: So this tournament, you're like, he might, instead of wanting to learn about certain player, might just, here's what our best team is right now. We're going to go win this. Yes. Okay.
1: For the women, they're going to get to Grand Prix. August 2nd is when Grand Prix starts, and they're going to be in Brazil first. They will face Russia, Poland, and then Brazil. Then they will move on to Belgrade, Serbia. They will play against Algeria, Netherlands, and Serbia. Then on to Sendai, Japan, against the Czech Republic, Japan, and Bulgaria. Notice, a couple of dates outside of Asia for the U.S. women this time. Unusual. Final round will be held in Sapporo, Japan. Give you an idea about this tournament. This is a month on the road. This is a brutal tournament. I think perhaps the most difficult tournament There are some tough ones. 11 matches in 14 days in World Cup. Mm -hmm. That is incredibly challenging, given what's at stake as well, first opportunity to qualify for the Olympics. But Grand Prix every year, the 2nd of August is your first match. Your final match, if you make the finals, is the 1st of September. That's a full month. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. So women have that event, then they will play in Omaha, Nebraska, the Visit Omaha NorSeca Women's Continental Championship. How about that? Fans, I know you're going to turn out. I'm going to keep encouraging you to turn out for this Omaha event. It's going to happen September 16th through the 21st. It's going to be huge. Jordan Larson is going to be a rock star. She's going to be on every paper, radio station, news broadcast, television feature that you can figure out up there in Omaha, that's going to be awesome.
2: She'll be helicoptered into the event.
1: Maybe parachute. Maybe she'll jump out of a plane.
2: Well, I'm just thinking of like, how they'll just carry her around. She yeah. won't have to touch the ground until they hit the court. So right. she won't have to worry about changing her game shoes from her just walking around shoes. She'll have the keys to the city. Correct. Or any crown, perhaps. The question is, will she wear a cape? That is the Ooh. question. She how should. How awesome would that be? She should go cape. And then they
1: have the FIV Grand Champions Cup for women. That will be the 12th through the 17th. Again, you must qualify through that North Seca event held in Omaha, I'm expecting the U.S. women will. The U.S. men, a little bit bigger question, especially given how good Canada is right now. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb, a very sturdy, protected, <laughs> fortified limb, and say that it's USA Canada in the finals. Given Cuba went one and nine in the World League, I think Cuba is just suffering from being Cuba. So I'm going to say that it's U.S. versus Canada, and I win my bet. I will take the United States in that. I will. Defeat Cam Kerr, and I will take home some sort of chocolatey goodness from Toronto.
2: As long as it doesn't come via Vancouver from Toronto, it just come straight from Toronto. I would to like to ship to California. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, the U.S. women on the year are undefeated. So Karch Karai, official record as head coach, eight no. zero.
2: Not bad start.
1: Not a bad start.
2: Not a bad start at all.
1: And cool to see some of the different point leaders here. Fawcett, Cole Fawcett having a good year, 31 points against Puerto Rico earlier in the year and just completed against Japan, had 19 at the first night, had 24 the last night. Lauren Paolini had 12 in between there. Lauren Paolini getting a significant amount of playing time. Lauren Gibbemeyer, 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 I think it's Gibbemeyer, I don't know. I I thought there was an L. Sure. I could have sworn there was an L, but there isn't. There's no L. Give Meyer, uh point leader in one of those other matches. So interesting uh, interesting time for both national teams. We'll continue to follow them. Great time for the U.S. athletes on the beach side who are getting to play at home. Hey, how, good that can,
2: how good is that going to feel for them? Oh,
1: man. And that's one of the questions I had for Nicole Davis and one of the questions we can ask this next week of, of the international beach players. When the fans turn out, because you're so used to playing – against the fans, against the mm-hmm. stadium. When the fans turn out, what does that do? Is it like Dane Blanton getting back there and ripping some aces for you? Mm-hmm. How much energy does that inject into your play,
2: into your game? Well, I was thinking about our teams in the uh, FIVB event this week. Like your home, are they going to be more relaxed because they're at home and may not play as well? Or are they going to be so fired up because they're playing in front of their home fans in an international tournament that fired up. they're going to just be ready to go.
1: I think you're going to see some players step up. I think the United States is going to have better than expected results.
2: I know Geter and I have mentioned it before, but when we were in Glendale, Arizona a few years ago and we had the USA versus Brazil event, right? I've never seen our players in as big a group as they did stick around and watch the finals and cheer on the United States. Every time Phil ripped a jump serve or absolutely stuffed somebody straight down, or Raji went that high jumbo line that you had no idea was hump coming, they just lost their minds. I expect I expect to see that again this week too. Just I, the support from everybody.
1: Absolutely. By the way, why is it called a jumbo? What is the jumbo, history of jumbo? Jumbo
2: shrimp. Because the arch that it goes on looks like a shrimp. It does? Yeah, it's a shrimp, Kim. That's jumbo shrimp. Jumbo shrimp.
1: Really that's like a it's like a whale sized shrimp.
2: That's why you call it jumbo. <laughs> Welcome to Beach Volleyball, Kevin. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I wear jumbo. an e-pad on the beach. The best part is when you call it out as you're doing it and the other team still cannot get it. You're just saying jumbo. As I hit the ball. I will yell You've done it? it? Uh, 100%. Has it worked every time I've said it? Not every single time, but has it then worked? Then
1: you really look like an idiot.
2: But, you know, it's still. But okay. if you never risk it. Because they look like they're taking a step in because you're going to go short and you just go high jumbo line or at an angle. I'll go jumbo angle. That's super jumbo because it's longer yeah, to the angle. whatever you want. I just like when it goes in. <laughs> the best when it just goes right over that person's head. They're like, they're they almost there. They can almost get yeah. it, and it just goes like right by their hand or whatever, and it's like, whoops, and it lands like a foot in the court. They flail and fall in the sand <laughs> so, in front of it. so great.
1: Yeah. How many times has that happened for you? I don't flail and fall on the court, Kevin. No, the other way. How many times have you had someone flail and fall on the court because
2: of a shot you made? <laughs> a decent amount of time. Yeah? I'm not a bad volleyball player, Kevin. I haven't ever seen it. I know. You've seen photos of me going high-spatchy into the ocean. That's because
1: that photo got distributed nationally.
2: That's true, in Volleyball (laughs) Magazine. Yep, my hand was underneath the
1: ball, and that ball made it to the water, for sure. Before we get off the air here, I want to make sure we thank ASICS for sponsoring this program, as well as last week's show, ASICS World Series of Beach Volleyball. Get out and register. Be a part of it. You're going to win money. I'm going to register because if you don't, I will. And you you win automatically, right? I will play libero with somebody, and I will take home some cash. I want to thank Hugh McCutcheon for attempting to call in to our technology-destroyed broadcast. I want to thank Nicole Davis for volunteering her time as well. We will revisit with both of those wonderful volleyball people. As soon as possible. SmackFest just happened. Remember, SmackFest 21 coming up next year in beautiful Hermosa Beach. Try and register. The World League Finals will be on this week. Make sure you watch them. They're going to be on NBCSN, that's NBC Sports Network. If you are surfing the cable dial looking for some volleyball, you can watch Russia and Brazil. Worth a watch. I know it's not the U.S. athletes, but you get an opportunity to see who was number one and who I think is number one, Russia defeating Brazil. That, That will be a good one, even though you know the results. Treat it like Apollo 13. It can still be interesting, even though you know at the end so the
2: astronauts make it. Well, you get to know the players more, too. That's what I like about it. When I get to see the replay, like I get to know the players a little bit more.
1: Nikolai Pavlov, top scorer in the World League Finals. Check him out. That's the amazing thing about Russia. You're seeing a whole different team. If you watch the Olympic final, this is a whole different team, virtually. Dmitry Muserski is there, but not a lot of other familiar names for the Russian side. Get out of there and do that. Congratulations once again to the Beach High Performance winners. Thanks to Volleyball Magazine for their support of this show. And uh, we may have uh, some new sponsorships coming up soon. We'll Excellent. have to see you here on the show. And we'll once again be offering some merchandise. If you missed out on your NetLive T-shirts, we have what, two left?
2: There's not that many left.
1: Just a couple of smaller sizes over there at valaclothing.com, V-A-L-A, clothing.com.
2: Gray shirts, I believe, maybe a larger two left and then mediums and smalls.
1: Okay, so buy them for your dog, buy them for your kid, buy them for, for your whomever. Dog.
2: <laughs> Come on,
1: you have a good-sized dog, you throw small on them.
2: Let me put it like this. If When I see dogs that are wearing jackets and stuff in yeah. Southern California, yeah. it bothers me. It has fur. It you has not, its you're not own, down with dog wear? It has its own jacket. <laughs> it lives with its jacket 24-7.
1: So a dog doesn't need to wear a goose?
2: No. No, Kevin. I don't care how small your dog is. It doesn't need a jacket.
1: If your dog is small enough to fit in a bag, it's not a dog. It's a rat. That's it. It's an accessory. It is. And it doesn't need a jacket. That's right. And you shouldn't have two, so you can match the color of your dog to the color of your bag. It's not a good idea. We've gone off the rails a long time ago Mm -hmm. here on the show, but we'll be back next week with another new episode of The Net Live and hopefully some guests and some technology that functions better. Blog Talk Radio, suck it. You ruined our show today the net live kevin and jeremy checking out thanks for listening get out there and play this week long beach volleyball magazine the only print publication covering all aspects of the sport you love vbm has been publishing the latest in volleyball news for over 35 years with exclusive photo galleries player interviews event coverage product reviews and volleyball specific health and fitness advice volleyball magazine is a great resource for players and fans of all levels Now with an even more robust online presence, check out VolleyballMag.com to subscribe and find exclusive web content and articles. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, Volleyball Mag is the industry's number one volleyball magazine.